What's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. Got a great guest on today, Ross, Dr. Ross Turbo Levine. How's it going? It's good, man. It's good. Good, good to see you again. Yeah. We both used to work at Performance, yep. so I had that connection. Yep. Um, and I uh, actually, I saw you fight. I don't know if you remember I was there, but I saw you fight um, at the airport hangar yeah. in um, that was Westerly. My, was that my pro debut or one of I my... I think it was, yeah. Because a bunch of us from Performance came out for that fight. So it was either, it was either my pro debut or it was... Um, like one of my last amateur fights. Did I finish mm. the guy with low kicks, or was it a was it a first round knockout? I think it was first round knockout. Pretty quick, yeah. It was yeah. My pro debut. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people were there. It was yeah. Cool. That was a lot was of fun. Cool. Yeah. I went with um. I don't know if you remember Rich Rich Latrell too. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Rich yeah. was there at my pro debut. He he actually um <clears throat> shout out Rich. He he did a little bit of martial arts uh back in the day yeah. um, Aikido. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. We connected on that once. Yeah. We, we met at like a um one of the one of the like. PT night outs type of thing that sure, performance sure. used to do. So um, we had we had just met up, started talking, like realized we had martial arts in common. So yeah, Rich is a cool dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so we'll get into the rapid fire questions. Um, so first, we got best breakfast in Rhode Island. So probably Dante's Kitchen in oh. uh, East Greenwich Main Street. Nice. Okay, I've Dante's driven by that. Oh, it's good, man. Yeah, you gotta go. Oh, yeah, this will be cool because a lot of the guests I've interviewed so far have been like Newport, Providence area. Okay, but where are you, where are you living right now? I'm in right on the edge of Warwick and Cranston. Okay, technically cool. Warwick, but I say Cranston because if you walk a block, you're in Cranston. Sure. So All right. Good. So I'm gonna get some new information here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, how about best coffee? Oh well, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I just started drinking coffee like okay. a year and a half ago. No way. So it's Starbucks. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Hey, that's good coffee. That's good coffee. It's all right. I don't, I'm still like, I'm not privileged enough to have like, <laughs> other good coffee. That's good taste. Um, what made you start drinking it? Um, I just, I've always like, it's one of those things like an Alzheimer's patient. I would go back to it like year after year. It's like that and <laughs> yeah. corn root beer. Nice. Like it sounds like I should like it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just like every once in a while I drink it. I love the smell of it. Even sure. since I was a kid. Sure. And then I would always taste it and not like it and not like it. And I don't know. I just started um, when I started dating my fiance, my, my now fiance, mm-hmm. um, she was a coffee fanatic. So I would just always mm-hmm. taste what she had. And eventually it was like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. I start getting on my own. And then it's just been yeah. growing from there. Nice. So, yeah. How do you take it? What What's your style? Like cream, sugar? Or? Uh, so, no, I'm, I've been doing like the, the cold brew. Like the oh, vanilla, nice. The vanilla cream cold brew. Nice. Those nice. are good. It's something. Yeah. It's almost like a little sweet like treat during the day. But it's yeah. not killing me with calories and stuff. So. Totally. Yeah. So before this year, did you have like any caffeine source? Or? Not really. No way. Not really. Not even like I just That's started doing pre workout now because of the way that my mm. schedule stacked sure so sure. it's like all right, i need if i'm gonna do like a three-hour training yeah i need something <laughs> yeah. to like push me through that um but yeah this way i'm not just grinding through it without anything but what are you taking for a uh, pre-workout uh so i like um oh what is it called uh it's the the lit by oh yep help me out I don't I, I don't I know the brand name, I but I know the, the lit is a uh, yeah that's a popular for, one. Oh, Beyond Raw. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, um, good. the tr- one of the trainers here, Zach. Shout out Zach. Uh, takes that. Okay. It's yeah. good stuff. I've it's tried good. a couple times. Yeah. It's not too crazy. Yeah. It doesn't like it doesn't give me like the itching sensation, so it just like right. fires me up ready to go and nice. I can work up through my workout. It doesn't keep me up all night. That's yeah, so exactly. That's good too. So you you were able to get through all PT school without any caffeine. Yeah, never. Incredible. Never. Nice job. Yeah. Good yeah. work. 
<laughs> I definitely relied on that. <laughs> I, honestly, man, like PT school for me wasn't too crazy. Like good, it, it was good. hard. The yeah. vol- it was the volume. I don't sure. think the work was crazy hard, yeah. but just the sheer volume of it was nuts. Um, yeah. And but I, I didn't work. Um, I I just did my own thing and like I would go and still train every day. Mm. But um, yeah, I wasn't no caffeine, nothing like that. That's good. Yeah. So you you trained? Were you doing um, kickboxing at that time I or karate? St- I, didn't, or? I didn't start doing kickboxing until PT school. No way. Yeah. So I'm relatively. I mean, although I've I've had a lot mm. of experience since then, I'm still relatively new to like the professional ranks with kickboxing. Nice. Even an amateur, I didn't have a ton of amateur fights compared to, you know, some of the best in the world. Those guys have like, 40, 50 fights before they even turn pro. Do you think, I mean, obviously, you're starting at a little bit of a setback because they've been do, probably been doing it for a while, but do you think that gives you any advantage as far as, like, um, maybe because you are new, newer to it, you, your body's taking less of a beating in some ways? or Potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, certainly that plays a role. Although yeah. I have been in combat sports, not the sure. full contact kickboxing. I mean, I did sport karate from the time I was 13 until okay. now. So, okay. And uh, I think the, the advantage really is how much I've done that. So sure, because okay. that's very different from kickboxing and they've never experienced that, where uh, I have this whole other skill set um, that's taught me different values, distance control, and mm. you know, and I can get into all the fighting stuff, but um, yeah, 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 it's a, it that's a skill set that they're not used to. So when gotcha. I bring that experience in, it kind of levels the playing field a lot. Gotcha. So, it works out so there's there is pretty good translation from the karate into the kickboxing. Big time. Sport, sport karate. Sport karate. Yeah. Sport karate. It's like point point fighting stuff right, you would right. see in like the Olympics. But cool. Um, cool. yeah, the 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 footwork, the distance control, the fainting. Um, yeah. That's very different to them, so they're not huh. used to it. But you can't just do one and then jump into the other. You have to learn how to like box on the inside and right. condition your legs to get kicked and right. stuff. So there's, there's still a lot of differences. Got so there's still a lot of learning to do. Big time. But that's cool is because I hear all the time, I don't know how true it is, but like some martial arts don't translate well to other martial arts. Sure. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard the argument like wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Sometimes some people will say like, oh, wrestlers don't always make good jiu-jitsu. Even though, you've, even though it's grappling, there's yeah. like a... There's different intricacies to it. Yeah, it depends. Um, um, I think stylistically, yeah. like obviously wrestlers don't like being on their back. So sure. in jiu-jitsu, you learn how to be calm on your back. Yeah. So when you can blend the two together, you see guys that take off and they do great with it. And gotcha. others just kind of flounder from it. Gotcha. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and I do want to talk about that more, but we'll yeah, keep yeah. it in the rapid fire. Gotcha. Uh, best bar. Best bar in Rhode Island. Oh, man. Honestly, <laughs> I really don't drink. That's good. So I, That's so good. I couldn't tell you. I, hey, uh, I have this question in there, but yeah. I'll say, I mean, most of who I have interviewed is, like, athletes, people, like, in yeah. our field. So it's, that's kind of the common answer. I'm like, hey. to think, like, so I, just for me, like, a mm. place that I like, it's more, beca- I go more for the food, but they yeah. do have, like, good selection of whiskey is um, Cork and Rye. Is, uh, oh, It's yep. attached to the Warwick Mall, but the place cool. is awesome. Small, really good food. Um, their bar seems cool. People seem right. to go to it a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the good. food is good. Food is awesome. All right. Yeah. That's good. All right. I've definitely driven by that place, but I haven't yeah, been. I'm getting good. the Warwick and Cranston recommendation. That's good. Um, favorite sneaker? Um, so I usually, I mean, just for like walking around, I like mm. the Zoom Pegasus. Um, okay. I wear my Metcons to, to work out. Nice. And like I'm a fan of Jordans, like the style wise, yeah, but yeah. I've never really worn a ton of them. Yeah. Um, but I do like just the uh, the fascination behind, like yeah. uh, there's so much prestige behind like Jordans and stuff. So There's a good book that um, someone I po- uh, podcasted with recently told me to look into. I haven't read yet, but uh, Shoe Dog, I think. Okay. It's, um, it's kind of the story behind Nike really? and a lot of that fascination behind uh-huh. some of the brands. So. Uh, something to look into. I gotta read it too. But he said, yeah. like, hands down, it's one of his favorite books. So. No kidding. Yeah, That's it's awesome. very interesting. Um, 
And you said you train you train mostly in Metcons, or are you pretty much barefoot, right, for a lot of your training, or no? Well, I'm barefoot when I do my kickboxing. Right, but when right. I'm lifting or you know doing any type of aerobic training, I'll wear my Metcons. Metcons, nice. They're, they're comfortable, good cross trainers. So. Yeah. I wonder how many people train in Jordans. Probably not many. <laughs> they're more of a, like a I style. I mean, Jordan, Jordan makes a boxing shoe. Oh, okay. But, uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I wouldn't go that far for a boxing yeah. shoe Um. Now this is kind of an open-ended question. Um, you can maybe relate it more to like your style of training, but favorite like exercise and movement in the gym. Um, I mean, lately, as far as like strength training, mm. I've been hammering. Oh, I'm in, I'm out of camp right now, so now okay. it's all about strength building. Nice. So I'm doing a lot of back squats, a lot of Bulgarians, just building up my leg strength, muscle nice. mass, and getting ready to get kicked. Pretty much, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not even like for strength development. It's it's more for uh, the conditioning, so I need the, the size to be able to take contact. Right. That makes sense. So almost like body armor. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So All I'm right. almost like, I mean, obviously I'm developing horsepower, so when I'm yeah. punching, I'm, I'm putting some mass into it, but uh, yeah, it's it's exactly right. like that. It's body armor. <laughs> it's you know? dual purpose. Yeah. That's the first thing I look at when I match up with someone. Mm. When we're at weigh-ins and stuff, I'll just, I look right at there. I'm trying to see how big are their legs, mm. how big are their glutes, you know, I, that's how I know how right. much power they're going to be having. There was a podcast I listened to a while ago, um, Barbell Shrugged, are you familiar with that one? Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was years and years ago, but it stuck with me. Um, one of the guys that is in that podcast, Doug, uh, Doug Larson, is he trains CrossFit, but he's also, um, I think it might have been Jiu-Jitsu or some sort of martial okay. sports. He said whenever he's watching a fight, he says he always looks at who has a bigger butt, and he's like, ah, that guy probably has a little bit of advantage. It's true, 100% you know? true. That's the yeah. first thing I look at, legs and butt. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know if they're going to be able to hurt me or not. Right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so next next question. This this trips people up a little bit too. But uh, celebrity crush, uh, Mila Kunis. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. Nobody said that one yet. Surprisingly, right, cool. that's a that's. What's the fan favorite around here? Um, T Swift for Rhode Island. Uh, you know what? I don't think anybody said that one either. A lot of Megan Fox. I think she has the kind of the that's typical long answer. Long as as a cook off the cuff. Early two thousands. <laughs> true. True. I'm old, man. How old yeah. is the average age of the people you podcast? Um. Like? That's a good question. I mean, it has ranged. Some of them I just don't know who the people are. But oh, I've wow. I've That's I've funny. done from like twenty five to fifty, so it's been a oh, pretty okay. good All range. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's the one that sticks out the most. Although the thumbs, the Megan Fox thumbs, have been a drawback. That's been a oh, no, point no, of a. Yeah. She got really short thumbs. Is that like abnormally short? I don't know. It's right. a thing. Yeah. So. Um, Shane Kelly doesn't seem to mind. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, in, obviously, you, you're in the in the field. Do you follow uh, UFC or um, oh, yeah, yeah? yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about um, this? This will be a couple weeks old by now, but uh, the um, the push, the Conor McGregor push. Oh, yeah, Conor, that's just Conor. That's just Conor. yeah, just Conor trying to sell himself. Well, I, and it works. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like it, but everyone talks about it. So <laughs> yeah, here yeah. We are talking yeah about exactly. It. Conor's Conor, man. Yeah, he, he's gonna do that. He's always, um, you know, even like. The, this past weekend there were fights he's tweeting at everyone and mm. it's just he can't he can't help himself <laughs> he can't. at this point it's kind of lost its yeah. glamour because he hasn't performed in the same way so it's kind of like alright yeah. shut up until you do something right again right but, right. Um, I mean I, I'm st- I've always been a Conor fan same I, I don't same. love the way he's been over the last couple of years but right. hopefully he can turn it around yeah I think he's I don't know if he's been good for the sport. I mean, he's brought more attention to it, I Big feel time. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the sport wouldn't be the same without right. him, for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I heard somebody talking recently, too, about, um, and this, I don't know, let me know your opinion on this, 
they almost are feeling like it's getting kind of like a WWE style to it. Like maybe there's some like some of the stuff is like scripted a little bit as far as like the off off the yeah. ring, not nothing in the ring, but like off, who knows? I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I train with a lot of all, basically yeah. all the guys in the Northeast. Mm. Um, a lot of us in the UFC, or a lot of them that are in the UFC, yeah. we share the same management. Sure. So guys like Calvin Cater and Rob Font, Mike Rodriguez, like Jorgen DeCastro is right here in Fall River. So like oh, I, yeah. I train with all of these guys. I yeah. teach at Lausanne MMA once a week. Um, cool. So. From what I know, yeah, I've trained with like Mitch Raposo also in Fall River. He was yeah, in the yeah. Ultimate Fighter house, and it's like, oh, okay, I don't know how much of that stuff is scripted. They haven't even said. I've never in conversation, even in joking, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, they want they wanted me to do this, yeah. Me. So I don't know how much of that is fake. True, but it, that you're right. Sense. It does seem like there's a lot it's of a entertainment show. involved. Yeah, it's entertain. Yeah. yeah, entertainment, and maybe like when you get up to like. Um, people that are interacting like with Dana White like Maybe. you get some yeah. stuff going on they're like oh let's stir up some controversy type type yeah. of thing who knows who knows but uh yeah, it's, it's interesting. Somebody brought that point up to me, and for the first time, I'm like, you know what? Maybe there could be some truth to that, but who knows? Yeah. yeah. yeah who cares? Yeah, who long, cares at the same time? It's entertaining. Right? Exactly. It's entertaining, exactly. Great. I mean, at the end of the day, you still got to step in the ring and do your thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's true. Um, all right, we'll move on. Next question here. We got favorite athlete. So that's a good transition. Yeah. Um, it could be MMA. It could be somebody else. Yeah. 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 Uh, man. I'm a big. I've always been like a Usain Bolt fan. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Dude, like his his whole story and like yeah. having having scoliosis and like coming right. through and like doing what he does and the way he talks and the way he talks to fans and stuff. He's very humble. Yeah. Like, very composed all the time. It's he not. Is. It's not about him. There's a bigger picture behind him running. So yep. it's, I, I yep. love that. I, that's a great answer. Yeah, I like him too. I think. I think I might have seen. Did he have a documentary or something about him? I don't know if they did a documentary yet. I saw some. I saw something about him. Um, this was a while back, and I was just like really like inspired and amazed by it. But yeah, he's he's a cool athlete to watch. So yeah. dominant too. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Um, next question we got: Place most recently traveled. This is a tough question too. With the uh, international, anywhere. In yeah. I mean, I was in New York City this past weekend. Nice. I'm, fr- nice. I'm from New York. Right. So right. Right. Brooklyn. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. Cool. Yeah. But uh, international. My last trip was for my last fight, so I was in Budapest in uh, nice. back in May. Nice. Yeah. First time there, it was awesome. Oh, I'll cool. Definitely go back. What was it like? Well, I, a lot of it was you know COVID, so we yeah, couldn't really true. do a ton. But we uh, we lucked out; the weather was incredible, so we were nice. staying at a hotel like right on the Danube River. Um, we got to go downtown, see like their parliament buildings. Really, really nice. Very clean. Nice. Um, yeah, it was sweet, man. It was a good good trip. That's cool. It. That's yeah, everyone cool. was very very chill and like was cool talking with Americans. Like yeah, yeah. That, I mean, not that they wouldn't be, but right. Well, it's, I mean, some countries are, are standoffish. Yeah, for sure. Like um, I remember I went to France and it was a little bit like we asked someone for directions, they pointed us the wrong way on purpose. Really? Type of thing. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. It actually is funny side story. I was with Rich and uh, two other guys, um, Jared and Dave from uh, from uh, performance. Dave, not so much, but uh, uh, we were in, in Paris. We were looking for the restaurant Ratatouille. Because like, okay. the movie, whatever, yeah, like, we're like, oh, we, we know of this one. And everybody's pointing us to different directions. We come to find out it doesn't even exist. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I was going to say, is that, is that a real thing? <laughs> no. Yeah. There used to be one called that, but it had closed, like, years and years ago. Oh, so people are just like, oh, stupid, <laughs> stupid Americans. All right, this way, that way. Like, all right. Yeah, fair <laughs> Sounds enough. Sounds right. Well I mean, of, of course, that was just, like, a one-time thing. And yeah. a lot of people in France yeah, are really yeah. friendly. But uh, uh, how was New York? Good. good, yeah. New good. York's cool. I was coaching one of our uh, one of our teammates, so cool. It was good to go down there. She won, so always nice. always nice when you win. It's only fun when you win. That's true. <laughs> That's true. 
Um, and then anything coming up? Any place you're going to travel to soon? Not, not recently. No, no. no just kind of. Well, uh, I'm getting married and then honeymoon. So Congrats, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Congrats. You're married, right? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, <laughs> getting there. Working on it too. Nice. Um, yeah, so we're going to honeymoon in St. Lucia. So I'm nice. About that. Virgin Islands. Yeah, never been. So St. Lucia. I think that's British Virgin. Uh, maybe I, Dutch. I don't. I, I'm not I sure. I just asked somebody the same thing the yeah. other day, and they weren't sure either. Yeah. They may. I know they used to be British. They may still. Oh, okay. Be, I'm not sure. That's cool. That's a beautiful area. Yeah. Nice. Um, when's that gonna be? Uh, so we get married November seventh, and then the following week. We're it's coming up. up. Yeah, like less than five weeks. <laughs> Congrats, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next question: We got one book that's impacted your life, or one book that that you like is um, one of your favorites. Or some people even said podcasts because I know it's um, kind of been taken over recently. Yeah, true. That's true. Um, I mean, uh, podcast. I, I love Joe Rogan. Nice. Um, yeah. And I, th- I just love his style of mm-hmm. his. It's uh, a really, really good conversationalist. Like he, yeah. he will keep podcasts going. That with someone who I would look at the list and like their accolades and be like, eh, I'm not really interested in this. Yeah. And he finds ways to make it really relatable and it, it, it'll, he'll bring you into the conversation. So he's excellent. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to see him next weekend. No stand, way. Stand up. In so a, I'm oh, where's he, about that. where's he, uh, uh, MSG, New York. I wrote back again. Way. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. About that. This was like a, a two year waiting birthday present from, no way. I had it last year. Oh um, yeah, my uh, my fiance got me tickets last year, and then COVID shut it down. So oh, that's cool. And do that, but that's um, cool. and then as far as books go, for like competitive mindset, mm-hmm. uh, it's been like really popular lately. That Tim Grover book, Winning. Oh, I never heard of it. Oh man, I'm write it down. It's intense. It, it's intense. It's very much like this is what you need to do to win. Mm. This is the mindset you need to have. And if you have anything but this, you're wasting your time. So no it's way. it's very like hard nosed. Yeah. But it yeah. was so these were the things Tim Grover was um like Michael Jordan's mental coach. No way. So it's like it's very intense. If you watch like the last dance, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Jordan, everyone no one liked Jordan, but right. he was incredibly he was successful. In. Yeah. Um, so reading that book I can understand like, okay, this is Listen, if this is what worked for him, then, you know, you take bits and pieces. My yeah. coaches always say, chew up the meat and spit out the bones. I so like take, that. Take what That's you like, get rid of what you don't like. But, um, yeah, good good book, man. Good nice. Read, read that. I will. I'll check that out for sure. I'm big on Audible, too, because I have a little bit of oh, commute. Yeah. Um, I'm living in Providence right now. Okay. So 40, 45 minutes, 35 minutes. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of Audible. Um, nice. That'll be, that'll be one to add to yeah, the list for go. sure. He's got another one, too, Relentless. Um, oh, I've just heard also, of that one. Also about like competitive drive and stuff like that. Nice. So okay. That's a good one. Cool. Um, all right, so I want to get into your history a little bit um, with with kickboxing, with karate, but also with PT a little bit too. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start from the roots. Uh, so you said you grew up in Brooklyn. Yep. Um, any high school, youth, collegiate sports? Oh. Uh, you said you said um, karate, sport karate. Sport karate, yeah, but nice. that, that's really it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I played a lot of sports growing up, like yeah, just, yeah. just with my friends, but right. you know, I did Little League and little stuff like yeah, that, yeah. but never, uh, never any high school collegiate sports. Oh, uh, wanted to play baseball, was yeah. terrible at it. You know, <laughs> I was good in the schoolyard with my friends, but yeah. when it came to like, being organized, yeah. um, our team was also really competitive. Sure. So sure. when uh, when I went to tryouts, it's like, all right, kid, go in center field, and they're just like drilling balls at us. I'm, like, I'm not used to this. So, uh, yeah. so I didn't make the team, and I was like, all right, forget it. And then yeah. my parents at the time didn't really want me playing football. So even though sure. I liked football, 
and uh, like our wrestling team wasn't that good so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna do karate yeah and i was i was digging it at the time so yeah i just stayed with it and like while my friends were doing all that i was in high school like traveling all over the u.s and going international and like, competing so Sweet. You know, who had it better yeah know. right right who knows so, yeah that's really cool so, so you were you were competitive at a pretty young age with yeah with i mean karate, i started, yeah. started martial arts when i was seven started yeah. competing when i was 13 Wow. And then 13 all the way. I did sport karate all the way until I think my last event. I was 29. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. And then transitioned full time. I was still trying to like kickbox and do mm. sport karate at the same time. And just once you once you make that leap, it's like you've got to go all the way. You, just, you can't split time. Really? Yeah. It's just too much. It's too yeah. much. It's like imagine trying to be a, even though they're similar sports, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think like how I can even relate it. Yeah, I guess it's just hard. It's it's not the same. It'd be it'd be probably like trying to play two like pro sports or like two collegiate sports. It, it's just a different it's a different task on your body. Like mm, you just okay. have to do different things. Yeah. You know? So maybe like being a swimmer and being a distance runner. Like it's still racing, right, but right. it's not quite the same. Right. You know, so like you could be a really good triathlete, but you might not be really good at swimming or biking individually. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. fair enough. That makes sense. Um, where did you, did you train? You must train in Brooklyn then. Is I grew up training in yeah. Brooklyn. Yep. That's nice. where I started. And then, um, my, so I grew up with like Kang system, Taekwondo still there, still very successful. Cool. They're excellent. Cool. And then when I got into the sport karate realm, I started training with a couple different guys, but, um, mainly Jotty Tension, cool. who's, uh, was like, they, his nickname was the super fighter. Like that guy was world renowned. still is one wow. of the best that's ever done it. Um, so he has a gym in the Bronx, TCK, Modern Martial Arts. So nice. Tensions Championship Karate. So he's the man. Nice. Um, just went and saw him a couple weeks ago. So we still cool. keep in touch. I still go train with him. He's the man. So Sweet. Uh, I, was, I still get that, that training in. And then uh, I started kickboxing when I moved actually up to New Hampshire. So like I said before, I didn't start kickboxing until I was in grad school. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a big transition. There were just no uh, sport karate schools that were at the level that I was at for me to stay right. at that competitive peak makes sense um, so i just didn't have the training camp so i transitioned a little bit just to kind of stay in shape yeah and then i kind of one step from there took over and uh, i made the full jump to full contact karate nice and and where were you at uh in you said new hampshire new hampshire so i lived in manchester i was training nice. with team link cool. um they have a team link in mass as well but okay. i was with a new hampshire crew and just been training with them was that during college or, or pt school during or? pt school cool yeah i did my undergrad all my undergrad was in new york city so i gotcha. started in college yeah okay nice yeah. is that was it unh in new hampshire or, or pt U, school unh was there but i went to franklin pierce gotcha okay yeah. cool 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 yeah i looked i looked into there too yeah because we're program man um was that oh there's one in new hampshire i mean sorry there's one in manchester and there's one in um, arizona and there's an isn't there a second location right near uh, Keene, New Hampshire, or Jaffrey, or something so, like that? So that's uh, it's in Ringe. Oh, Ringe, Ringe, that's Ringe like, yes. That's their main campus. Gotcha. Um, okay. That's like where all their undergrad is. But yep. the PT program, it used to be in Concord, was like a standalone um, like right. satellite, and gotcha. then uh, they moved it to like the old mill buildings in Manchester. Nice. It was good, man. Good program. Yeah, good. You know, it was. Good. It was still like growing at the time that I was there. There's been a lot of changes since then, but yeah. I've had I had some incredible professors and nice. like really really good mentors. I had a good experience there. Nice, but you didn't end up staying in New Hampshire. <laughs> That's like so. I I went. I grew up in Mass. Yeah. I lived there in like Fitchburg, Lemister, okay. town called Ashby, and uh, I went to URI. I'm like, yeah, the ocean's pretty nice. I'm not yeah. gonna leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's what, different. Rhode Island's nice. Yeah. What brought you to Rhode Island? I was dating a girl that lived here, nice. like, like right. every stranger that ends <laughs> up right. in Rhode Island. Yeah. 
<laughs> nice. So yeah, but I mean that didn't end up working out. Yeah. But not for any particular terrible reason or sure. anything. It just sure. and like I had uh, it was pretty recently after I moved to Rhode Island. So I moved. Mm. I moved here. Um, we moved in together, but I was I started my job of performance like right away out of PT school right. um, after I passed the boards, and mm -hmm. then after that ended up not working out, I was like, you sure. know what, I'm gonna try and make this work. Like I really liked the job, I liked performance, I liked mm -hmm. the crew that I was with. Like some of those guys are still close friends. Of yeah, mine. yeah. Um, so yeah, I just was like, I'm gonna stick this out and figure it out on my own and just kind of make it work. At that time, my parents had already left; they retired mm -hmm. down to Florida. My okay. brother was in Jacksonville for med school, so. It was like, I, I was like, you know what? I'm yeah, saying, there's no I'm really thinking. reason to go back to Brooklyn at that yeah, point. It was too expensive. Yeah, so Brooklyn's like expensive. <laughs> crazy, man, yeah. crazy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's a lot different than what, like 50 years ago or whatever? whatever it was. I mean, even when I was living there, it was really? a huge difference. Wow, huge difference. up and coming. Not, not so much the neighborhood that I grew up in is still mm. like pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of the other neighborhoods that it's a lot of gentrification going on. It's, yeah. It's good, but it's kind of sad at the good same sad. time too. Totally. Like you know, like like when any place gets gentrified, really, and yeah. like they start building it up. It's like, all right, well, where do those people that didn't have they get pushed you know, out like subsidized housing? Yeah, where are they going now? So right, it's kind of it's puts them in a tight place. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. So, um, um, so um, I think I hit everything I wanted to on um, um, your start. Well, actually, well, I had one question. How did how did you initially get started with the uh, with the karate? So I, I didn't want to do martial arts at first. Really? Yeah, my brother started doing it before me, and mm. I um like the whole idea of sitting in front of someone and listening to someone tell me what to do like didn't really sit well with me. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother would take class, and I would just rollerblade up and down the block. Um, and then uh, he had, he had gone. To, it was like two years later. He was doing an interschool tournament, mm. and he uh, he won a trophy and took it home, and I was like, oh, I want that. Like, That's terrible. Like, if you want it, you got to start doing it. So, yeah. so I saw, like, the material reward for it. And right. I'm like, all right, I'll start right. training. Just because I was just a competitive kid. I've always been competitive. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I did that. And that was started, enough. And that was it. That was enough of a motivation. You're like, okay, I'm going to step in. To and at least get started. And then you must have, like, fallen in love with the, yeah. the sport. Yeah. yeah, everything. But not even the sports side because I yeah. didn't compete. I mean, I started when I was seven. I didn't compete mm. for you know, six years. Sure. So just, um, just getting involved in it. I, I just enjoyed the training. I enjoyed all the different, you know, our school was really well set up. We would do like forms training. And then one day was like kicking the bag. One day was paddle training. One day was sparring, breaking boards, like obstacle nice. courses. Like it was so much different stuff and they yeah. did such a good job organizing it. Like thinking back on it as a young kid, like I literally mm. got everything I needed from there. Um, and I think that's really what helped me be good at other sports. Like I was never a standout, you know, I yeah, wasn't yeah. an Olympian or anything like that. Right, but right, right. I think the skills that I got from martial arts, like balance, coordination, timing, right. understanding distance and range, like it just helped me, like hand-eye coordination, everything right. helped me in every other sport. So I was always like pretty good. I was never like the last kid picked. Yeah, <laughs> right, you're athletic. Sport. I was just an athlete. Yeah. helped me be a good athlete. Yeah. So. And good self-defense too. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. sure nobody was like, oh, I... You've been doing karate for a couple of years. Like I'm not gonna like yeah. pick a fight with you. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was always the kid that they're like, "Oh, Ross, you're on my side." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. All right. Cool. Um, so, how about um, some of your training currently? So, you know, you said you got a really busy schedule right now. Yeah. How do you balance that? Uh, it's just blocking off chunks yeah. of time that I'm like, all right, I know I'm. It starts with my work schedule. Yeah. So I'm working. I'm also a physical therapist. Like yep. I said, we yep. came from the same field. Um, so I know I know my work schedule. So I start mm -hmm. with that. It's like, all right, where do I have time to plug stuff in? So mm. you know, I got to fit in my strength training at least twice a week, and mm -hmm. then I'm doing my kickboxing skill training probably like another two, three times a week. I spar mm -hmm. once a week. 
Um, so yeah, I just try and plug and play wherever I can in my schedule and nice. keep it busy. I cross train a little bit. So I, cool. my, uh, my main gym, uh, my home gym is pride martial arts with Andrew Cornell. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife is my nutritionist, Trisha Cornell. Nice. So she's incredible. Good. Um, so yeah, I, I'm there at least twice a week and then I'll go up to Massachusetts. I'll train at hard knocks Muay Thai just really for like the, the education there. Like the, one of the coaches, Jake Manini is fantastic. Mm. And then a lot of, you know, world champions up there. So nice. I just kind of bounce around. Like I, I teach at Lausanne's MMA and there's a lot of really high caliber guys up there too. So, mm. you know, Joe Lausanne's a legend in the UFC. So it's all good stuff, man. I yeah. just try and surround myself with high level people that are, that are good people. Definitely. And that's how you go far in the sport. Nice. And with your, with your current training, I know you mentioned uh, nutrition too. Mm. What are you doing for, do you have any uh, specific like, nutrition plan or, or what do you do for right now it's Right now it's pretty free. Um, it, we don't really follow any specific type of diet. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not doing keto. I'm not doing mm. like carnivore or anything like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, Trisha manages, like we just follow macros. Like obviously it's a weight class sport. So I have to right. cut weight to get down for my fights. So right. we do calorie deficit and mm-hmm. she just manipulates my macros and gives me the freedom to kind of pick what I want. Right. You know, we choose, you know, healthy carbs. I'm not just stuffing myself with yeah. white breads and stuff, <laughs> Right. you know, but it's good. Uh, and, um, honestly, ever since I started using nutritionist kind of full time and learning more about it, yeah. it is the ultimate equalizer. Like yeah. you could see with the people who just try and cut weight on their own and don't know what they're doing versus people who have their nutrition dialed in. Mm-hmm. Um, she's taken all sorts of different courses and got certified with um, Lockhart and Leith, who are like specialists in you know fight camp, dehydration, wow. rehydration. So it's very scientific. I was gonna say, there's a lot that goes a into that. A lot of science, yeah. Even down to like the, the water cuts, the salt and water loading. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, man. Like <laughs> listen to her talk, my head starts spinning. I'm like, all right, feed me more information. <laughs> yeah, just tell me what to do. <laughs> it's so good, yeah. And it's, it's made such a difference in my career. Cool. Do you do the whole like trash bag sauna thing? Like no. you people would like picture in like movies and no, stuff. No, no, that's the worst thing you can <laughs> really? do. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do. So like as far as the water cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, without giving too much away. Sure, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, we use uh, we use the bathtub. Cool. Yeah, we do a bath. We don't do the sauna because the the sauna like kind of fries your organs, man. It's, it's uh, okay. because it's that dry heat. Yeah. So it just beats up your organs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the bath is really just. We use the bath to, to warm up your core temperature. Mm. So everything has to be a certain temperature, a certain degree. And then uh, we're in the bath for a little bit till we start sweating. Mm. Um, and then we get out. We throw on like a sweet set, a sweet sweat, which is just like a healthy, it opens up your pores. Mm. Um, we just wrap up in blankets and lay on the floor, take a nap. You it's just sweat. It's like being a big potato, <laughs> pretty much. It's the best way I can explain what's, it. What's the sweet sweat? Uh, it's it's just like a cream you okay. put on your okay. body. Um yeah, it's uh, healthy stuff, nothing bad in it. Sweet. It's uh, people used to use like Albaline. Um, yeah, they, that's that's actually what I use for like, my soft tissue oh, really? work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. people used to use Albaline, then they found it it wasn't as good for the body uh, just because the chemicals and stuff. So oh, sure, sweet sweat's sure. all, all like natural stuff. You just put it on your body, it opens your pores up, and just sweat. Yeah, I use it. Um, the Albaline I use, I took a Mike Reinhold course. Yep, actually. I'm just remembering. I think you might have sent me the password for that. Yeah, yeah I gave you all I my, mean, all gave all my yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I've bought other stuff from Mike Reinhold. It's so I'm a big after. fan of Mike Reinhold. Me but, too. Uh, yeah, so, but um, that's, awesome. that's what he recommended, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was him. Mm-hmm. In his uh, course was like, if you don't use the Biotone, like Albaline's like a great oh, alternative okay. uh, for like the cupping soft tissue. I use, um, cool you can, if you're looking for other stuff too, if you don't yeah. like the Albaline, I don't even know how much it is, but um, the emollient from Hawk Grips. Hmm, you can okay. get it on Amazon. It's really good too. Hawk grips. Hawk grips. Because Hawk grips makes their own. They make their own tools. In my opinion, they're way ah, too expensive. Hawk yeah. grips lower your prices. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. Uh, you know, just like any other 
niche like yeah spot right it's medical and like you invented it type of thing like you can charge whatever you want yeah so i you but i they're they're a molly just cheap and it's good yeah okay i like it check that out yeah i i still use mike reinhold's tool do you the, oh, um, the the edge yeah yeah so that's that's not Reynolds that's Urson oh Urson yeah yeah, yeah Ur- right but I, mean, I know they, they collaborated they yeah yeah gotcha but, um, the edge is really good yeah yeah um, I had had mine and I don't know where it is I lost <laughs> it uh, it's definitely one I have to pull back in yeah the one I'm using now is from uh, there's a group in Canada called Sidekick Tools yep I heard of them Sidekick's really yeah. good too so yep. um I got one of their one of their main tools I forget I think it's called the Swerve or something like that mm. and it's really good it doesn't have all the different edges. Um, sure, but we sure. have that one, and then um, I have one from the Shark Tooth from uh, Smart Tools. So Ooh, I haven't heard of that one, one either. Smart Tools is good. Does it look like a Shark Tooth? Yeah, yeah, yeah no it's way. like a little. Uh, yeah, it looks like a yeah, tooth. yeah, yeah pretty right. much. Do you um? So I guess let's. What do you do for your um like recovery and like do you, uh injury like uh, management and, for myself? Yeah, yeah. So um. Uh, yeah, I treat like anything that I can reach. <laughs> I'll yeah, treat serious, myself. Yeah. And thankfully, my uh, my coworker Amanda Zariello, she owns Restore PT. She works right. on me as well when I need it. Nice. Um, occasionally, I, I I never used to like massage, mm. and I think I just never really had good massages. Totally. Um, and even still now, like only once in a while do I do like uh, some soft tissue work and get some body work done, mm. and it, it's helpful. It's yeah. Just, I yeah. think I think for me the reason I don't like it is because. Everything I do is so physical. So whether sure. I'm, you know, if I'm lifting weights, I'm my body's taking a beating. I'm kicking a heavy bag, or mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm sparring, I'm getting hit. So I'm, I'm like taking a lot of abuse. So the last thing I want is more like more abuse. Abuse. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. feel, feel here. Let me abuse you. You'll feel better. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like I'm already bruised there. Like yeah, yeah. Don't so, jab your finger into it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I do have some people that are really mm. good uh, that work with us. Michelle Galvin and Amber Ramey that work out of the same clinic oh, that we're cool, at. Cool. So they do some soft tissue work and they're excellent. Nice. Um, but as far as like what I do for myself, mm. um, I'll do some instrument assisted work. Yeah. I'll do uh, dry needling wherever I can reach. Do you to yourself? Oh. Oh, yeah. oh man, I don't, I don't, you don't have the heart. Yourself? I can't, I can't really? do it. That's I'll, good, I'll man. just call somebody up and like, hey, I need help. Uh, get over yeah. It, get over <laughs> you know who's been needling me recently is um, I don't know if you ever crossed paths with him is uh, Dave Ornstein. He's, he's yes. a member of yes. Cross. Yep. He's yep. been helping yep. me out, and once in a while, I'll have Jared help me out too. Okay. But yeah, I can't do it. I you have this like, it, I, I love. I love uh, the response. Actually, I don't like getting it done, but I love the response that app. You know, the the result of it. Yeah. Um, the loosening up and. Sure. Um, I'm so numb yeah. to it. Really. And, and again, it's just uh, like I, I, my body takes such a beating. It's yeah. Like, true. It, true. Something like that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It'll, yeah. It'll make it feel better. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. And then so I do that. I like I like that with the stem. So I'll combine mm, that with the stem. Yeah, so I'm a big fan with the stem. Really, sure. anything I can reach, I'll needle myself. Um, nice. And then I haven't dove too much into like the blood flow restriction therapy for mm. recovery, but sure. I use it a lot for my clients just for not like healthy. Um, I'm healthy. I have no injury. Let me use this as a mode right. of recovery. I haven't really dug too much into I that. Have, I haven't much either. Um, I There's guess not a ton of research on it yet. Yeah. Just purely for recovery. For recovery. Yeah. For like the muscle atrophy, like uh, injury, like strength building for yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah, just for pure recovery. I use, um, and it's not technically blood flow restriction but i think it does have some effects is uh the voodoo floss yeah i don't know if you use that i do i don't use it for blood flow restriction but i use it more for like um we'll we'll do it with joint mobilizations yeah a lot for like patellofemoral disorder i use it a lot for like elbow strains yeah yeah tendonitis arthritis stuff like that yeah getting that range of motion is helpful with the the voodoo floss yeah Um, i've never used it for controlling like blood flow restriction yeah i 
when I so I'm treat, self treating. I have like a little grip strain, like almost like golfer's elbow right now. Oh. So I've been I've been using that, and it feels uh better afterwards. But I notice that like I mean my hands like after a while your hand starts going numb. I'm like oh yeah, I'm getting a little bit of blood flow restriction when I yeah. do this type of stuff. But yeah. uh, maybe too much. If you're it like, could be. Yeah, it could maybe be too much. Yeah. So that's why I like the the. Do you have a, a blood flow unit? No, I use when I use it. I use the Ace Wrap. I'm just bare okay. bones with it. But I am yeah. looking into getting one. Do you guys use one? Smart tools. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. the smart tools BFR. They're good, and it's like it's all automated too. So they have like a it's basically like a little box, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you it plugs into like it's got a long cord and it plugs into the different size cuffs, mm. and then uh, you basically put it on. You can set your own like manual like uh, limb occlusion pressure. Nice. And then wow. basically you, you set yeah. it up because you can you can have the range right it's right right like. I think it's 40 to 60 upper extremity and then 60 to 80 lower extremity. So you can kind of play sure. with the amount of pressure you want or yeah, collision yeah. you want. But um, you put it on and it uh, it fills up the cuff so it'll calculate total limb pressure or total occlusion pressure mm-hmm. for that limb. And then it'll deflate the cuff and pump it up to whatever you put it at. Mm-hmm. And then you can unhook the cord and have them, you know, your hands free. You can go through the exercises and all the protocols. Their education is really good. Okay. So, yeah. Look, look into that. Yeah. It's, I'll, a, it's I'll good one. And it wasn't that. too crazy expensive compared to some of the others. Out oh, there. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, they're getting ready. They actually just did a level two course. Um, oh, okay. So it's like they only did one, and it's more of their like sport, uh, sport performance and recovery. So I wanted mm. I wanted to do that. It was just uh, when they released it, it was like Wednesday nights at eight thirty, and I'm like I'm oh, so yeah. smoked by that time. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I need to wait until it's more like a weekend or yeah. more online where I can do it on my own. You, that's those. That's what I like to do on your own, like the Mike Reinhold course, yep. or like a weekend, yep. like the needling course. Those, exactly. are, those are the best. So, um, so definitely that. I'm looking into more of that, mm-hmm. and then um, I've done cryotherapy in the past. It's good. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't dove into like the cold plunges yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to if there was a place around me that had it, or mm-hmm. if I bought you know one of the ice barrels or something. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. Um, but have you ever done float therapy? I did. I tried that out. That was did, cool. Did you do it at float? I no. Where is that? That's in Warwick. Okay. Right, right by the airport, float RI. I um, there's a place um here called Island Wellness. It used to be called Newport Cryotherapy, okay. and they and they got one. Um, That's good. And it was man. cool. Did yeah, like yeah, it was how, cool. How often did you do it? How many times did you? Do I it? did it once for an hour. Okay. Yeah. I think so. My my personal opinion, mm-hmm. I think you have to do it a couple times before okay. you can like really get the benefits of it. Is almost like a. It's similar like meditation almost. The you more you learn. do it, yeah, yeah exactly. You gotta learn how to do it. Like the first time I did it, I was re- like, I came out of it, and well, let me ask you, how did you feel when you came out of it? Um, I felt honestly, I wish I had a coffee beforehand because I was almost like falling asleep in there. I was like yeah. in and out of sleep, and my body, I was like, you know, that oh, when you, you like were, shake a little bit, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm falling asleep. I want to like. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, but it's okay to fall asleep. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's um, and that's what I mean. Like you kind of got to learn right how to relax. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, it's so right. Weird. Uh, but so when I got out of it the first time, I was so like mentally drained. I was exhausted. Mm. Exhausted. I'm like, am I oh, I could to see feel that. This way? I could see that. And it was just of like, am I relaxed? How do you relax? Like I would, I would catch myself. It's kind of funny. Um, I would be, you know, laying down, you're, you're there, it's pitch black, you're naked, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's like, why am I clenching my butt cheeks right now? Like, what do I, what do I, 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 right? I, I literally can't relax. It's like I'd find myself, like, tensing up somewhere. So I had to do it a couple times, and then there were a few times, like, right before one of my fights I did it. Um, mm. I did it before and after, uh, like, week before, week after, nice. and those were the best two. 
because the week before I was able to like, I did a lot of visualization. I was able to pass out and just like shut everything out. Nice. And then the week after just kind of like recovery mode, just shut everything off and just, I basically took like an hour nap and mm. it was amazing. Um, but it was like, once I learned how to relax so much better. So I wasn't given really very much instruction on how to yeah. do it. They pretty much just said they like, go have fun, yeah. which is on me. I probably should have looked into it more, but when you go into it, do you try to just like shut your mind off completely or do you have like, do you try to visualize in there? Do you have like a plan going into it? Or? I would try and have a plan going yeah. into it. Yeah. So like, especially leading up to an event, like mm. I did it the week before one of my glory fights. Cool. Um, and it was a tough camp and like it was a new type of opponent. Like mm. it was my first time fighting like a tall lefty. Sure. Um, you know, so I did a lot of visualization. So I went in there with the idea of like, I obviously need to relax because I'm getting ready to fight yeah. next week so I just want to empty my mind just a lot of stress like fight sure. camp is stressful I, was, sure. I worked through all of my fight camps and yeah. stuff so I don't stop any of that and then right. obviously my responsibilities as a fiance like yeah. I, I still got other stuff going on you know right. so it's a lot so it was just a, a chance for me to shut off and just kind of focus yeah. Um, so yeah it was, it was a lot of visualization kind of meditation mm. um, so that was my game plan going into it cool. and then um, coming out on the other side it was like I just fought hard three rounds like my body's beat up I mm. probably have some post-concussive stuff going on like I've said and get hurt but just your brain gets rattled you're fighting so yeah it's like, all right let me just try and relax and let me do do whatever like whatever this thing allows me to do that's what I'm gonna do and I was cool. able to pass out and I felt really good coming <laughs> out of it and just yeah. like but it's it's a different kind of sleep yeah it's a very recovered sleep yeah that's kind of how I felt when I went to it. I'm just like, all right, let me just see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, if I were to do it again, I kind of would want to almost like have a mental plan of like what I want to like either visualize yeah, or stuff to meditate accomplish. on or yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that'd be cool. I'd I, I recommend doing it a couple more times. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it. I don't have time to do it like on a regular basis, but mm. when I'm definitely getting ready for a bigger fight camp, I, yeah. I try and bring it back into my uh, into the equation. Cool, cool. Do you do any like meditative stuff? Regularly or? Not really. No. Not really. I know a lot of people do. A lot of fighters do. Yeah, yeah. They talk about, especially with the cold plunge, cold showers. And, sure. And uh, a lot of guys are into, like, the Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know, man. I don't have time for it. What I, I don't make time for it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, what about visualization? Is that more of just kind of like a pre-fight um, or, like, full take? Like I'm always yeah. visualizing. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In some way. But it's sure. never, like go off by myself and just sit and visualize it's like you know it's it always consumes my mind it's something mm. that i'm always doing you know i'm always training you know it's i'm visualizing without visualizing totally it's, it's a lot of mental practice leading into okay today i'm going to work on x y and z and then i'll play back in my mind like okay this might this might work in the fight or when i'm watching mm. film on my opponent i'll see certain things be like okay this might work so i'll, I'll play it out in my head while mm. i'm training and it's i'm visualizing yeah so I'm constantly doing that you know to cool. some degree Cool, that's good. Yeah. Um, switching gears slightly, what do you take? Um, and just um, what you said after your um, fight, you said maybe some like post concussive like mm -hmm. symptoms stuff like that. Do you? Uh, how do you treat that? What do you do for that? Like, do you have any supplements or anything you take for it? Or not do you, specifically yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I use CBD products on nice. a regular basis. So nice. shout out to Fuse CBD and All Vera right. Herbals. So they're good. Fuse is local. Okay. Um, Vera Herbals, a buddy of mine that uh, that I met out in Colorado, and he hooks me up. So sweet. Good sponsors there. But Fuse is local. They're also very very good. Mm. Um, they've got a really good. Uh, my favorite thing from them is they have a, like a decompressed spray. So okay. it's CBD melatonin. Oh, nice. Dude, unbelievable sleep. What, do you just spray it right in your mouth? Yeah, just under the tongue, two spray. I, 
I got two sprays. I'm like, what is it? What is it uh, prescribed? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't recommended. Though. <laughs> it wasn't recommended though. One, ninety two. Two sprays. I think it's two sprays. Well, that's right. why I do two sprays. Like, right, dude. So, um, <laughs> but it doesn't make you tired. But when right. you, when you fall asleep, man, mm-hmm. rock solid. That's what's great about melatonin. It's like it's not a addictive or um, yeah. habit forming like uh, yeah. drug. It's just once you get to sleep, it allows you to get into that deeper stage of. Of sleep so for the my, most part right yeah my understanding of it yeah. too is that uh so i've taken melatonin in the past by itself sure and i've always woken up like really groggy like i was never uh, ready to wake up and sure. I, i've had know a lot of people that have had that problem too sure sure um so the education that i that i received was mm. the cbd plus melatonin like cbd will help your brain like the cannabinoids will help you produce melatonin. Uh, okay. um, so when they infuse it with a little bit of melatonin, it almost like kickstarts the process. Gotcha. But it's not a full dose of melatonin like you would get in right. a typical like pill or spray or whatever. Right. Um, so the combination of the two, whatever it is that's chemically helping your right. brain kick up like uh, a, a maximum amount of it is right. is killer, man. Because I wake sense. up like recharged Good. all the time, so it's it's pretty legit. Do you and obviously, I mean, you try to get sleep's important. Try to get like eight hours I a try. night, or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when my schedule permits, yeah, I try. Good. It's hard though, man. Like tonight, I won't get eight hours. The Cowboys are playing, so yeah. Is that, that your team? I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. I mean, I was I was just in Dallas uh, last right? week. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. It was cool. They weren't playing there, but they were playing no, somewhere yeah, else. But yeah, I see doubt. I mean, they're America's favorite team. I know. Everyone loves the Cowboys down there. I just I started out as a youngster, <laughs> and that was that. Nice. Um, how about any mistakes you see people make? Um, this is kind of a wide open-ended question, but mm-hmm. mistakes you see people make in the gym or maybe getting into fitness or even, like, in PT and anything that you see, like, on a re- re- uh, repetitive basis, like, hey um, – or maybe like some false like myths or anything like that. Um, I think the the people that I see that are weightlifting, whether mm. they're athletes that are using weightlifting to supplement their program, or um, or even like competitive athletes, is they always want to push their max, and they're like, "Sure, how do I get stronger? I want to I want to lift heavier." And it's like you can't always hit that all mm. the time. So you got to slow down. You got to pull off. Take a break from doing you know max training. Like right. you can't max every other week and expect it to go up. Like your body can't handle it. Right. So I think that's a big problem that I see a lot. Um, not doing the right types of core exercises. Like oh yeah. Doing doing certain like you can't plank your way to doing you know good squats. You got to hit all the target areas. Mm-hmm. You have to change it up. I'm a big fan of like the big three. I felt like the McGill Big Three. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, so big fan of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I experimented a lot with that as well. Like not mm-hmm. only with myself but with my clients and sure. had really awesome success with it. Yeah. Um, with weightlifters in particular. Nice. Um, nice. So I like that. Um, other big myths or problems. Uh, nutrition. I think yeah. people are just not getting the right type of nutrition, and they don't know. People have no idea what good nutrition is. They're like, "Oh yeah, I do low carb diet." No, you're an athlete. You need carbs. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Right. So it's, yeah. It's. It's, there's a lot of like false information. There's so out there. much. Um, I, I work closely with nutritionists. Uh, shout out Gina. I'm actually on, on her services oh, too. Cool. And uh, I mean, as PTs, we get a little bit of that knowledge. I think yeah. just like in general, Bare but minimum, it, exactly like yeah. ha- having someone who like that is what they do 100. percent Like mm-hmm. it helps so much. So it changes. Um, and I know that's like her always her big headache. There's just so much garbage out there being thrown on social media especially yeah. documentaries on netflix just, oh my just God. like <laughs> everyone thinks they have to go vegan now because yeah it's a game changer yes yes right but it says inflammation yeah you know what else causes inflammation <laughs> not sleeping yeah like all the beating that you're giving your body every day like yeah eat, 
Eat some carbs. It's good for you. Sweet <laughs> right. potato. Have some sweet sweet potato. potato. <laughs> get some good rice. Get some good rice. All that. Do you meal prep? Uh, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially nice. when I'm in fight camp. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I do like you know because my fiance and I we both try and eat like relatively clean during the week and then like especially mm. when we don't have anything coming up we'll I'll go on dates whatever yeah, we'll yeah. eat but. Um, we keep it pretty clean during the week. You know, there's always some ice cream in the fridge or something yeah. like that. But, you know, we'll we'll prep, like, bulk chicken or I'll make a couple steaks in the beginning of the week and we'll just pick at it, kind of whatever we want. Mm. Um, and then we meal prep, like, chop up a bunch of veggies, roast peppers, broccoli, nice. choy, you know, spinach and everything. So nice. we got a good variety of stuff and we just kind of pick and choose and mix it all together. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So you, are you carrying big things of Tupperware around everywhere? Or no, no, not, no, cra- not no, crazy like not that. Quite? Not crazy like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, my, my commute is, like, six minutes to work oh nice so okay I'm, like, I'm in and out it's nice. really not a problem oh that's perfect yeah um so i do want to get a little bit more into your um uh competitive uh um, kickboxing and karate career yeah. but let's talk a little bit about the pt first just because you mentioned it mm. um so the clinic you're at now um is just like the way i practice too uh which i think uh people would love to hear about it's it's one-on-one yep um we're not kind of we're not limited by what insurance is uh, um, the restrictions they put on us, so we yeah. can really, uh, you know, treat athletes the way they and it, people in general, yeah, like the way they yeah. the way they should be treated. Um, how do you feel like that transition has been going from like the, uh, I mean, I mean, I I personally um, had great experiences everywhere I've worked. Yeah, and can't say nothing um, bad about anybody, but uh, um, I feel like the place I'm in now, I'm able to just give the clients just so much more. Yeah, I, I agree. Same yeah. same story. Yeah. I had a, I thought performance was great for me, like yeah. coming right out of school. Mm-hmm. I, they were very good. Like the fact that Michelle, like the, the CEO, Michelle Colley was mm-hmm. very accessible, very willing to talk, a lot of really good mentorship. Definitely. Um, I learned a lot. I became yeah. a really good PT, very strong qualities of the PT coming out of performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have nothing bad to say about them at all. I just like everyone else, you know, as you get busier, mm-hmm. the only way for the company to make more money is to treat more clients right so it's like you're treating 60 clients a week 70 clients a week and it's like all right i'm seeing them for like 20 minutes i'm doubled and then i gotta pass someone off to some i gotta trust someone else to take my you know semi-pro soccer player through acl rehab it's like i want to be doing that but i didn't right. have the time to do it so right. i felt like i was missing out on a lot of like exercise prescription sure sure um, so i wanted to learn more about that and i felt kind of limited because i could only give people so much and then you know the only other downside to that is when you don't have like do you treat full hour yeah yeah yep. so same same so do we so Having the full hour, it allows me to go to, you know, you even you learn stuff in PT school. It's like, check the joint above, check the joint below. It's like, you don't have time for that when you're yeah. treating 20, 25 minutes. Right. You don't right. have time. It's like, treat the pain and then hope they get better. It's right. now like I can really break down, okay, why why does it hurt when you squat? Why does it mm-hmm. hurt when you're walking up and down stairs? Like, okay, is it is it really your knee or is everything else up the chain like going wrong? Right. You know, so I can really dive into that a lot better and like get through more, more full screenings. Like, yeah. More functional testing, like it's it's been a game changer. Mm-hmm. And as much as I loved where I came from, I'll never, right. I'll never go back to that style. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right, right. Now I I 100 um, in agreement on that. I found um, yeah once I was able to start doing the one on one hour long treatments. Yeah. Like if I like you said like if I had a weightlifter coming in instead of with a knee injury instead of just working on some knee exercises knee stretches manual work I can be like okay let's go through a full body screen. Um, based on some of these other courses I've taken regarding yeah. weightlifting, regarding CrossFit, maybe um, check out the whole body as an athlete, and then say like, okay, this, 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 these are issues. Yeah. Let's work on this, 
And then as the visits progress, um, it's easier. You can get a better history. You can understand the problem more. Mm-hmm. And then you get, you're able to fix it more. And if things aren't going the correct way, you're able to change it quicker. Yeah. Rather than having it just, like, linger on for a long time. Like, oh, this hasn't been working for six weeks. Like, right. no, this hasn't been working for one week. Let's let's make some changes. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you have to give that the amount of time, right. that amount of time in the other in the other setting because you don't have – you know, three sessions is one session right here. Right. So it's like you're wasting all of this time. Yeah. Um, and just like kind of crossing your fingers and hoping. Like obviously, all the therapists are doing the best they can possibly. Exactly. Can. Exactly. But, um, that's the other thing. I just feel more fulfilled with what I'm doing. Right. I'm treating less clients, but I'm giving so much more. Like I leave, I leave the office now way more like physically drained than I ever did before. Before I was mm-hmm. like emotionally drained. It was yeah. just too much. It was like a whirlwind. Yeah. Now I'm like emotionally, I feel so good about what I did, but I'm physically like, wow, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like I just You're... did, I did so much like exercise today because I'm doing this stuff with my clients. Yeah. So like, I feel good about what I do though. Like good. It's so much, it's way more fulfilling good. Um, to have the time to like really dig in and, and work with my clients and, and like change their lives. Totally. Really, in like a totally. faster amount of time. So it's awesome. Like, so shout out to Restore Physical Therapy. Yeah, Amanda, absolutely. Because Amanda used to work for um, Specialized. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Again, same deal. She loved it. Yeah. She she was a clinic director there, and it was just becoming too much. It was like I, I'm not about this anymore. It was just, right. It was too much work for not enough reward, um, not even financially. Just like we go to PT school because we want to help people, and right. I wasn't able to help people the way I wanted to. So right. yeah, total game changer, man. I'll never do it any other way. Good. What and going along with that, what's your? Uh, I mean, obviously, no, everybody's different, but what's your kind of treatment style? Um, if someone comes in, um, let's say maybe maybe it's a fighter, uh, maybe it's a weightlifter. Um, kind of, what, how would you run down like how um, the steps you go from just from them walking in the door to the kind of treatment plan? Yeah. So I mean, even even before walking in the door, we yeah. try and like because it's just myself and Amanda, mm. we have the time to really dig in and like talk to them on the phone. Mm. So we try and get really good conversations, get to know our clients before they even step in the door and like fill out an intake form. Sure. So we have a good conversation on the phone, like get a really good history of the injury, like what's going on, how long has it been bothering you. What is it stopping you from doing? Mm. You know, where where is it going wrong? You know, right. and then when we get in the door, it's like, okay, let's focus in on you know, some of the observation things that we can make. So, do you, do you use uh, like FMS? I or use FMA. Yeah, like I use that a little more. Yeah. Yeah. So you use SFMA more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it depends. I mean, I'll go through screens. If it's if it's an athlete, like let's say they're a weightlifter. Right. It's like, all right, I don't need to do all this stuff right away. Let's talk about it. Let's do mm-hmm. basic screening. Let me see your range of motion. Make sure you're safe to go do what you're going to do. Right. And I, all right, reproduce it. Let me see why you're having a problem. I'm gonna look at their mechanics, start to break things down, and then mm-hmm. based on what I see, like all right, if they're trying to do. I don't know if they're squatting and I'm, I'm seeing their knees turn in. It's like, okay, now we're going to check hip strength, check ankle mobility, like check lumbar stability, like all this stuff. It just breaks out from there and you put it together. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, stuff that I would have done in the other clinic, I just didn't have right. time to do it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I'm on the same page with that. Yeah. That's good. Do you follow, um, oh gosh, man, I'm drawing blanks today. <laughs> uh, uh, PT? Aaron, Aaron Horshig. Yeah, squat, squat you. Squat you. Yep. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He's got really, good stuff. Really good. Really good, good stuff. stuff. And a lot of all the stuff that he does, like my um, like my philosophy and my my brainwaves are, I'm dead on with that. Like yeah. I really like what he does. He doesn't do a ton of like man uh, manual no. therapy. No, I do it as needed, but it's I use it as an adjunct to let's right. let's fix this. Let's do like movement correction. He uh, moving better. I think he has a really good um, balance of 
biomechanics and also um, you know maybe it's like psychosocial or, or um, Big time. Yeah, other like uh, nervous system um, mm-hmm. type issues so and I think he get from what I've seen lately and I want to ask you a question on this too um, yeah. he gets yeah I see he's getting a lot of hate from like some of the people who are like oh biomechanics are are less and less important I don't know if you and uh, but I think he's found like a really good balance of it. I think he's. I think he like Mike Reinhold. Um, yeah. Those those are two guys like I really look up to. I'm like, okay, these guys like have it really like dialed in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen other accounts more recently kind of say like, oh, like that stuff's like, um, for example, um, lifting with a rounded back maybe isn't as bad as we thought. But some people are even to the extreme of like it doesn't matter at all. It's like, yeah. um, I know there's a there's a there's a range of what people believe as far as like um, or not believe, but. Uh, um, what side people choose to be on as yeah. far as PT goes, but I think he's got it dialed in like really well. Yeah, I think like on on that topic, yeah. like there's there's always going to be people that are on all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But the people that I don't listen to, I'll listen to anybody if you can show me. Yes. Yep. Right. There's yep. a lot of people out there that'll get on your page and start talking a whole lot of smack and like this is not good because this is better. Right. But there's no like show me what you're talking about. Show me that <laughs> that that uh, deadlifting with a rounded back is okay. Right. You know, right. and there there are guys that can do that. Sure. You know, sure. And it's like when you show me, show it to me. Yeah. Show me that you're doing it. Show me you're successful. Explain to me why. Right. And all right, cool. Good to maybe, go. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I won't. Right. But right. At least there's something to back it up. It's right. Like, you can't just show me nonsense. Yeah. And just talk all the BS and then not have any substance behind it. Just because right. you read it in a textbook and it doesn't fit your narrative. Like, yeah. Everything is. Everybody is different. Every mm-hmm. body is different. Like so, different things are going to work for different people. You have to be open right. to that. Right. Yeah. Have you noticed that a lot? I've because I've seen it recently on social media. A lot of people just like fighting. Big time. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of wild stuff out there. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. That's true. There's a lot of wild stuff. But, I mean, there. With I don't have to drop names. But yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure exactly. we're talking about the same people. Yeah. But there's a lot of wild stuff. And yeah. There's a lot of it that's like, all right, maybe this isn't so bad, but maybe yeah. this is a little too extreme, or maybe this sure. is not even close to being enough for this person. Like, sure. I don't know, but who am I to judge? These people exactly. are not in my door. You know, exactly. the people that come into my, you know, the facility where I'm at, and mm-hmm. they, they work with me, they work with me because of my reputation, and exactly. you know, I do what I do, and I treat everyone the way that they need to be treated, and yeah. I have my style, and most right. of the time it fits, so. There we go. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. What is, uh, and just one more question on that, what are some accounts that, I mean, you said Squat You. Yeah. Any other people that you're, like, um, like mentors in the field, or, or mm-hmm. accounts that you like? So, um, Ross Childs. Uh, okay. Actually, he just opened up his own cash base up All in, right. uh, up in New Hampshire, too. Um, his is uh, Fit for Life New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's put a whole lot of content. He's like really new. Like he just went cash based. Nice. Um, I think might have been the beginning of this year. Okay. Um, but he he was like my mentor all through grad school. Like I mm. did one of my internships with him, and he was um, one of the uh, like lab techs. And now he teaches at Franklin Pierce every once in a while. So mm. he's really good, man. Awesome. Like I learned so much from him. Cool. Um, so he's doing like very similar to this, like cash based in a gym now, yeah. which is great. I love that. Um, I like Barbell Physio. They're pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I listen to a lot of the Move You guys. Uh, sorry for yeah. the fact that they're really funny. Yeah. They, yeah. Do, they do come up with some good content. They do. So I do they like do. some of that. Um, they found the perfect algorithm for Instagram. Too. Oh, totally. They're like, all totally. right, we know what gets likes. Let's go for we it. But be, also give some education. We need to content. be funny, but we also <laughs> need to be like pretty good. Yeah. Are they doing their own separate thing now? Because like Move You, the, the Move know. You guy, what is it, Steve? I'm not sure. Uh, one of them, the, the dark haired guy. Yeah. He's always doing videos now with like his wife. 
Oh, and then maybe they split. Like, now it's like I think the, the shirtless the, dude. Shirtless dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His Instagram is like shirtless dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he does like a lot of mobility stuff too. So Interesting. Like I, I watch his as well. He's pretty good. Oh, cool. Um, but it's fun. those are like the super popular guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Perry up at uh, oh, okay. uh, Skill of Strength up in Mass. Coach Mike Perry on nice. Instagram. He's the man. Um, and he works with a lot of combat sports athletes. Oh, cool. So he's a beast. Cool. Shout out to Mike. Mike just finished his um, his last round of chemotherapy. Wow. So he is killing it. I'm so proud of him. So That's amazing. Good dude. Um, trains all the UFC guys up here. And nice. then, uh, obviously, he's got a, a very vast clientele. Yeah. Mike Perry's the man. Um, good dude. Cool. So, yeah, those cool. are the main guys. I like it. Um, so... We're deep into the podcast, but yeah. I still want to talk about um, some of your current training. So, sure. so you you transitioned um, in kickboxing to Glory. Is it uh, sorry, kickboxing or um, sport karate? So I went from sport karate to kickboxing. Gotcha. I had okay. eleven amateur fights, and then nice. uh, turned pro just because I, I had fought a lot of the better guys in the region, and mm-hmm. there were a couple guys left, and they were like matched up together, and then people got hurt, and my coach was like, "Listen, we can sit around and wait, or you know, you're not getting any younger." He kind of told me straight. So. You're getting, you're getting a little older, so, like, how much more do you want to do this? Like, mm. Why don't you start getting paid for it? Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, so I'm like, all right, you guys, as long as you guys think I'm good enough to hang with, like, some of the best in the world, I'm yeah. riding there. Let's all go. Right. You know, yeah. I just, I don't, what's kind of crazy to me is I don't know how good I am. Sure. I mean, I know, I know I've got talent. I know I match up very well, but, yeah. you know, as far, I just listen to what my coaches and my peers tell me. And yeah. They, they tell me I'm a killer. All right, I'm a killer. All right. <laughs> I believe you. I'm going to go in there and do what you tell me to do, and it's worked so far, so... I'm not gonna sit here and try and be like, oh, I'm the best. I'm the best in this. I'm the best yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one matter. fight at a time. Yeah, exactly. I'm just. I'm always underdog mentality. I'm always gonna go in there thinking like I gotta outwork everyone, and that's what I try and do. Cool. Um, so I, I got signed to Glory pretty early in my career. Like mm. I only had two pro fights. Mm. Um, so it's like everyone in Glory's got at least you know, 30, 30 really? fights. Yeah, these guys are all like top notch. Wow. Like best in the world. Yeah. Um, so I had two fights with Glory. Uh, won their knockout of the year in 2019. I saw. I was, yeah. I was looking you up uh, some of your videos. I saw that. That was yeah, wild. Crazy man. Yeah. That was my debut with them. That was wow. nuts. Um, I thought it was a good matchup, and then it just kind of like that. That happened sooner than I thought it was gonna happen. So that was. So, so your typical stance is is regular or, or southpaw. So or? it's funny when I uh, when I fought sport karate. Um, it's so fast paced that mm-hmm. you, you're usually taught to have your dominant side in front. So mm. and you fight like very bladed, very side stance. Like sure. If you if you watch UFC like Wonder Boy, yes. Like I, I was gonna ask you about him. So Stephen yeah. Thompson, Raymond Daniels, Michael okay. Page, like MVP Michael Venom Page. Like okay. he fights in Bellator, getting ready to fight Douglas Lima this weekend. Cool. Um. So yeah, like Raymond Daniels, Michael Page, those are guys I've competed against. Yeah. You know, um, Wonder Boy wasn't in the same league that I was, but his style is very much sport karate, like mm. front like dominant. Right. Um. So I did sport karate with my right leg forward, but I learned how to box left leg forward huh. like orthodox traditional american orthodox so right most of my kickboxing starts in this stance but i can switch and do both that's really yeah. good yeah and that's, that's another like another advantage that most traditional kickboxers they only have one dominant side. really yeah. so they can't kick as well they the other it's, side. it's just predictable they're yeah. very predictable like, yes all right so if he's on this side he's really good boxing good defense he's on mm. this side he's going to throw something fancy or like a high kick or something like that but it's like you can pinpoint, okay, this is what's going to happen when he switches sides. Right. You know, so. Maybe projects a little bit more on one exactly. side. Or yeah, yeah, kicks for sure. Interesting. Sure. Cool. So, yeah, so I did that. And then um, with COVID, Glory kind of shut down on the U.S. side because mm. um, they're based in the Netherlands. 
So they oh, started okay. only running shows in the Netherlands. You know, they got rebought by a new company, and mm. um, it just didn't work out. So I asked to be released from my contract just mm. because I wanted to stay active. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting released. I signed with Karate Combat, which is cool. a newer league, cool. but they're um, full contact karate. So it's the first professional full contact karate karate league ever. Right. Um, right. And it's amazing. These guys are all like Olympic level athletes, multiple time world champions, national mm. champions, like good karate fighters and the rule set's really unique it's really different it's mma style gloves so it's small gloves um yeah it's it's not a ring or an octagon they call it the pit so <laughs> think of like a 20 by 20 square okay. matted surface that's pressed into the ground so it's huh. slanted walls it's nuts man. interesting it's, it's really wild crazy knockouts it's, it's really really cool. so yeah i had my first fight with them in may um and now i'm looking hopefully i'll get back in there by the end of the year and sweet keep sweet it going. Is that where you met uh, GSP? Uh, so I didn't meet GSP, oh. um, but uh, apparently, and I didn't even know this, but when it was leading up to um, my event, yeah. GSP was involved. They called him like the seasoned sensei. Like he was mentoring <laughs> some of the fighters. Nice. He was doing all of like the studying behind the scenes. He would like every week he would give a preview. And in, mm -hmm. um, in the episode that I was on, the preview was him saying that he had recommended that Karate Combat sign me. So I'm like, I didn't even know that he knew who I was. And That's I was like, so All cool. Right, super cool. That's so, so cool. Yeah, we have a lot of mutual friends. Like, okay. I know a lot of people um, in the sport karate world up mm. in Quebec that train with oh, GSP. Okay. So I'm sure my name had been passed around before, yeah, but we yeah. never met. I've never met him. But he knew about you. He knew about me. <laughs> that's, so that that's was pretty really awesome. cool. Very, very nice, humbling experience. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. But uh, so when I was in Budapest, I got a chance to meet uh, Lyoto Machida. Mm. So they had brought Machida in and kind of the same type of thing as uh, St. Pierre. Um, and we got to work out together and Sweet. they did like a little segment with Machida. So that was a really awesome experience too. Segment so, like um, uh, we got to like we worked out together and yeah. like he was kind of teaching me some things. I was Sweet. asking him questions. He was holding pads for me, and this was like the day before my fight, like wow. right after weigh-ins. They were like, "Hey, we want to film this with Machida," and I was like, "Yeah, right now, let's yeah, go. Let's, like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in. Like I'm in the middle of rehydrating. Like, this can all wait. This can all wait." So that was awesome. Will they be? Have they released that yet? Or are they releasing that on something? Uh, the my fight. The, the footage um, when you were training with him. So there's some footage that they put in the episode. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and then other footage they put up like on their Instagram cool. and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Oh, awesome. It was cool. And so no no fights coming up right now? Nothing scheduled? Not yet. So no. they uh, they just finished season three. Um, cool. And then I'll definitely be on season four. I'm just waiting for them to announce. I think they're trying to determine if they're going to do a uh, like a live event. They uh, did live events prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. And then during COVID, they did... Um, like my whole season was all pre-recorded and mm. they did like CGI. It was insane. Really? So, yeah. You got to go back on, go watch like some of the Karate right. Combat if you're a fight fan. Yeah. Um, Cause there's like three parts of the season. They, they wanted to like take you through a tour of like the origins of martial arts. Cool. Um, so the first okay. season, the CGI, the background was all like, like it took place in Okinawa. So like the, okay. the origin of karate. And then the second four episodes was, um, the 80s Hollywood because that was like the mm. big boom in the US of like mm. when martial arts became popular and then they did the third mm. the the last third was all in the future that's where mine was like where is it going to be so the CGI in the background was like this futuristic like 100,000 seat arena like huh. modern day coliseum type of thing it was it was pretty sweet wow alright I'll yeah. definitely check that out yeah, it was cool. you can find that online yeah karate YouTube combat. just go to sweet. Karate Combat on YouTube look at their Instagram Karate Combat nice yeah really good stuff Boss Rutan is involved man nice. it's much characters it's good stuff yeah I'll really definitely check it out is it almost like um, I know how the UFC does like their show um, uh, what's it called like the, the Embedded 
um, the the show where they they follow the fighters like it's like yeah, a house and, they all embedded. live in. Is uh, that what it's called? Well, it's it's not a house, but oh. yeah, yeah, like the embedded they'll follow them around. Yeah. yeah. Or are you talking about the Ultimate Fighter? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's not like not that. like that. Yeah, it's not like that. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So yeah, you, you got to watch it, man. It's just unique. All right, I will. Totally unique. Um, all right, so we'll start to wrap it up. Um, couple last questions. I know we talked about this already, but mm-hmm. I mean, anything else you want to add in? Um, anything in store, like for the future, down the road? Um, it sounds like you're at a great place working with Restore. Yeah. Um, you're on a good path with the uh, with the martial arts. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, I mean, nothing crazy. I mean, the goals for the PT side of things is just mm. keep growing, grow, kind of growing my brand. And cool. um, I think the good thing about being cash-based, and you can speak to this too, is yeah. like people don't know you because they know of, you know, Bullfrog Fit or they right. know Strength and Sport PT. They know you. They know right. Matt Sweeney. Right. You, know, like you are like, the brand. Yeah, you get yeah. to brand yourself. And the more you work at it, the bigger your brand gets. And, right. and it's all word of mouth, man. Yeah. So for me, it's just building my brand and mm-hmm. building like, hey, this is this is what Ross is really good at. And mm-hmm. if you want to get treated, you know, if you want to feel better, if you want to do X, Y, and Z, go see Ross. Like, So I'm in the middle because I've been now since last year, July. Mm. Um, so July was a year for me. And, cool. And in this type of platform so building my brand and, yeah. and helping to build restore PT is like it's been so much fun for me That's um, awesome. so I just want to keep building that and we just launched like an ACL success program nice um, so because we have the gym so we have access kind of like you do yeah, yeah so we're doing like a brand new like ACL start to finish program so we've got like awesome. couple surgeons on board and nice. we're taking them like prehab surgery post-op sports rehab the whole package yeah everything man. I it's think that's awesome. one population that really could benefit from cash PT. Big time. <laughs> Direct Big time. pay PT because yeah, yeah, they yeah. get screwed by the insurance companies. Big time. Like I've yeah. seen it so many times. We've treated them so many <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. Like I've, um, I remember there's somebody who I, side story, somebody I treated at uh, Performance ACL Neighborhood Health eight visits. And then you and then you fight and claw. They ask for four, they give you two, and you do yeah, the same thing. Yeah, you get yeah. two. End of the day, we only get like sixteen visits total after just fighting, fighting, fighting. We're yeah. like, and like, how good can it possibly be? Like, okay, they, yeah. can, they can walk. Thank God, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's tough, man. You get right. people that come in and then, and like because insurance takes so long to kickstart. If yeah. you're not on top of it, I've had people come in and they're so behind on their extension. Like yeah. I'm seeing them like three weeks post op, and they're still like locked in extension like haven't bent their knee at all it's like not this good. is bad man yeah um so yeah like that's a huge population yeah. any all post-op really sure it can sure. just benefit from it so much because they have the time mm-hmm. and then it's also it's because like how many times a week do you see the same client just once once a week yeah, yeah. so but it's not acl a maybe time. two yeah so for us but. we're doing like twice a week yeah in the first like month month and a half yeah and then we go once a week strength once a week uh once a week pt once a week strength and conditioning there you go so it's yeah. like we can lump it all together and and like because same thing as here like you you know the guys who run the strength program you can coordinate right we program together it's such a good fit man so yeah. i'm just trying to keep growing in that industry mm. and like um kind of building myself and building Restore, you know, mm. with Amanda, and we've got a good thing going, so I'm pumped about that. And then as far as fighting, I'm signed with Karate Combat for the next two years. Nice, so, nice. I mean, I want to be their champion, so it's just one step at a time, and hopefully I'll get back in before the end of the year or beginning of next year, so. Cool. That'll be close. All right. Um, we've shouted out a bunch of people already, but I don't know if there's anybody else you want to shout out um, or pl- any plugs you, you want to make. I know Restore and, uh, and uh, Karate yeah. Combat, but. Yeah, Pride Martial Arts. Yeah. I mean, Lausanne MMA, I'm. My merch, <laughs> my turbo gear. If anybody's interested, in there my, we go. Oh some man, cool, some cool branding. Let's That's go. So I got, you know, is that how do you bio. get a how do you get a t shirt? 
Uh, your bio? Link in my bio, cool. yeah, and right. my Instagram, so right. at Ross underscore Turbo underscore Levine. Yeah. Nice. And then, like, yeah, anybody that, that watches, listens, if they're interested, and, cool. you know, obviously if they're on this side of the, the state, yeah. or on this side of the world. In Rhode Island, it's the other side of the world. If you're over the bridge, you know, talk <laughs> right. to Matt. If you're, right. if you're on the mainland, talk to me. Exactly. But, um, it's good, yeah, and I've, I've sent cool. you a couple clients already. Yeah, so, I appreciate yeah. that. Actually, just, I just uh, sent a referral to you, like, last week. I'm not sure if they reached out, but um, I'll have to check. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, I I don't want to go on too many more tangents, but yeah, yeah. what's behind Turbo? Oh, so it's yeah. just a nickname. I was, I was just given the nickname as a kid, man. Um, cool. It actually started. It's pretty funny. Uh, they um, the the guys. I was always like a bigger kid, like mm. when I was like 16, 17. Like I was pretty pretty big for my size, mm. like not overweight, but just muscular. Like same way I am now. Like that's kind of how I was when I was a teen. Yeah. Um, so I, this guy used to just say like, man, you're like an American gladiator out there with like all these little kids. And he was like, oh, you look like, like Turbo because he's one of the American gladiators oh, okay. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Which was weird because Turbo had like long blonde hair, but I think just because of like the size. Just the size. So And it just stuck. It just that's stuck cool. That I like it. that. So yeah. Nice. Was, uh, yeah, links in my bio if people want to get some, some oh, merch to support a local athlete. That's a sweet that's t-shirt cool. too. Thank you, man. Yeah, they got all, all sorts of different stuff. Tribe lines, the hoodie's cool. And, nice. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. And then uh, last question to wrap it up. Yeah. You already had a, an awesome quote that I like. I'm going to steal. But um, the, um, what'd you say? Figure out what works, chew it up, spit out the bones. Chew up the meat, I, spit out the bones. There you go. Yeah. But um, if you had one, you could use that one. Or if you had one favorite quote, mantra, or saying, the way I describe it is if you're driving on 95... You put on a billboard so anybody that drives by can see it, maybe get inspired from it, motivated. Yeah, from yeah. It. I mean, that's a good one. That's yeah. more of like a just learning, a yeah. learning thing. But um, I have it. I have a tattoo of it, All and right. it's uh, suffer the pain of discipline or suffer the pain of regret. Love it. So that's a good one. Just, that's good. It's gonna hurt either way. That yeah. Might as well hurt in a good way. <laughs> I like that. So. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Thanks for being on, man. My pleasure. Let's we'll do it again. We'll, Absolutely. We'll talk more, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you had me on. Thank you. All right, signing off.